Welcome back to Podcast of X. My name is Kyle. We're with Danny. Danny, what was your what was your jazz name again? <laughs> Don't we'll bring it back, D Bones. D Bones. Uh, D Bones. AKA D Bones. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking I. we're talking Powers of X. Issue number three. It's Nimrod! You mean that itty bitty soup can? Give me five seconds. Are you ready for this? You excited? Trace. Issue trace. Yes. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. So we start off in X-Men year 100 in the Temple of Cordance the church of ascendancy and essentially um this priest is like sacrificing this baby straight up to the essentially the uh the the phalanx right yeah it, it's would it it's, be well i mean it's it's like almost pulled out of like a warcraft setting or something or like a 40k setting it's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> this worship of machine and I guess machine to flesh uh, amalgamation is is something very akin to like what I would see with like the Empire, <laughs> different things like that. It's it's a very nice especially the aesthetic. I mean, look at his hand. It's it's robotic. It, but the other other side is more of a, an organic looking hand. Right. Beautifully drawn. Beautifully drawn. Now one thing I wanted to point out is that we mentioned last week that uh, essentially the phalanx will either deem a society worthy or unworthy. If they're worthy, they get uh, they get to reach ascendancy. But if they're not worthy, they're seated with the techno-organic virus, which is what we're seeing here. Now, does, but what's the difference like don't they both essentially achieve ascendancy since they're becoming robots or does essentially like the collectives that are worried part of their consciousness gets absorbed into the collective whereas the people that get the techno organic virus they're just drones more or less yeah it seems like that's what they were breaking down with like the hive mind concept versus the individual intelligence and the Mm -hmm. limitations of what you can uh, eventually evolve into through the techno- technological hierarchy. But uh, I, it does feel like you're getting the raw end of the deal if you're assimilated versus woken or welcomed in. It seems like that it's a, a different level of uh, anonymity versus um, burden. There's always a caste system, even in the robot world. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> you couldn't escape it. I mean, they're super advanced. They're, they're, they've made leaps and strives, elites, and, and then just all these new things have come out of, of this technological advancement. But the caste system held strong. <laughs> it couldn't break it. Couldn't break it. It's, oh, it's, who would have thought? Who would have thought? 
I did enjoy the the level of fervor behind it because it showed that the crowd was kind of more like riled up into just taking welcoming it in open arms. I think the kid was just like having a great time. Like the baby has this look on his face that was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, he's smiling. Yeah, it's like, yeah, let's make this happen. Let's do <laughs> like, it. This party. I'm a, Woo! I'm a robot. Woo! <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> it. It was. It was a very unique uh, visual representation of what they, they were talking about in the previous issue and how societies were going to be co-opted with this techno-organic uh, uh, virus and, and assimilation. Yes. So then, uh, as this is happening, an explosion occurs, and we're met with the remaining mutants, which isn't too much. Um... What are you talking about? They got Zorn. They got Zorn. He's that's, got, that's uh, enough. <laughs> he's got... They he's got Zorn got and Magneto, which that just makes you question things already. <laughs> what, yeah, if, what, if, in this, down. what if in this timeline, it, the big twist was Magneto is Zorn and Zorn was Magneto the whole time? <laughs> God damn it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Uh, that was weird. Did we we touched on that a little bit previously? We did. We did. Or Magneto's that... like a third Zorn brother. There's a third. It's just God. It's so confusing. They it wrote is. that so they didn't have to, but they did. They chose to make it confusing. Nope. <laughs> and they 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 piled him well with like the joke with they they're leaning into it by putting Magneto there. I feel that's why Magneto is in this this particular situation with Zorn is that their history is is what makes it such a uh, a palpable situation. It's like, see, they're both here together. They can't be the same person, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And We're I'm all like, right I'm, I'm going, fuck you, Marvel. I know what you're up to. This doesn't trick me at all. This doesn't change my opinion. Something's <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah, there's something weird. I never trust any time Zorn's in a, a, a an issue of anything. <laughs> oh man! And then he's got a crew of uh, like six mutants with him, which are in the form of two mutants, but they're like amalgam mutants. Yeah, <laughs> these chimeras, which are just delightful in their own right. Yeah, they're 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 chimeras. Now, one thing I wanted to touch on is these chimeras from the future are clearly a product. Of a certain, uh, let's say, tool that is used in the future that we'll touch on later. Um, I'm trying to tell you without spoiling anything. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I leading you on? So, like, uh, they're the product of like what happens because this tool is used to just essentially replicate an original, whereas it seems like they were able to add a bunch of different uh, people into one thing. This sounds weird because uh, we're talking, we're getting ahead of ourselves, I guess. It is, but that also, you can throw back really far to even like, I would say Age of Apocalypse is a good example. Mr. Sinister in that. Oh, there's like the old school, like, sister stuff. Yes, and you get things like Nate Gray or other types of gene manipulating where they're like, I need to take a little bit of this person and a little bit of this person, and I can splice them with this other person, and we can get a new mutant based off of their DNA and origin. And this is, I feel like this is like a a unique evolution on that take, 
which is pretty common already in existing uh, X-Men mythos in, in a way, just through a lot of the stuff Sinister's done over the years. So this concept here is, is playing out in a very similar way. I just like how they're, they're bold with it, where they're like, well, you know, Sinister did like two mutants. Well, check this out. This person is like seven mutants. <laughs> and we took like the best parts from everyone. It's like crazy. Like they made their own versions of Rogue where like when Rogue would have like five people's powers at once, like this is like a, the last remaining mutants are pretty much that. Right. Ah, that'd be good to have. Or like Gattaca powers where you could just be like, I want this, I want this, and I want this. Make me a human. But you still wouldn't be tall enough to get that job. God damn it. <laughs> You're just like, ah, I gotta, I gotta break my legs and then reassemble them longer so I can get this job, man. Future's rough. <laughs> Workforce is tight. <laughs> All right. And then one thing I wanted to point out here is that uh, it shows the surviving mutants on the next page with Hickman's typical charts and graphs, mad, mad scientist approach to comic storytelling. And it points out that Apocalypse is an external. Now, I believe... Uh, it's always been assumed that he was an external, but it's never been officially proclaimed by Marvel that he was an external until this moment. Um, unless you know of any moments, but I'm pretty sure this is like a Marvel editorial saying, yes, he is an external. Not in, in any like labeling way in this fashion, not anything that actually depicts him in a, like an actual mutant um diagrams and like him labeled external like in the fashion that hickman did here that's definitely not the case i do know that he's been alluded to and referenced and uh i guess at one point they the the whole external concept is weird because they they said that cannonball was an external and the chamber was an external mm -hmm. and chamber started to mutate at one point to look more like kind of like a, apocalypse did it was it was strange what external meant and how it was used in storylines and it also didn't really mean like you were immortal in any way. It just meant you could live forever if everything, nothing came along and just eviscerated you. Because <laughs> there was a whole group of people that were externals, and like, and like, I think a few of them just were off eventually. But yeah, but only an external could kill an external. It's like I, the one. Is it? I I thought it was that anyone could kill an external uh, with enough. I guess if they overcome whatever its its mutant defense is. I thought externals just didn't age, they didn't get sick, they didn't need to eat or any of that kind of stuff. Unless I'm remembering this wrong. Um, I... It could be entirely possible, because oh. I know externals were supposed to be kind of like that Highlander-esque character that had that kind of mythos behind it. This is that's... according to the Marvel Wiki. Yeah, that's what the Marvel Wiki says. They said they just, they can't, only another external can kill an external? Yes. Now, do they get their power and become stronger? I believe so. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's like the one or Highlander. Do, do they reclassify what externals are in a list of like how kind of they did here in Hickman's like writing? Did they do they break down like a, they're like these are the people who are known externals currently? No. No. no, they haven't laid that out at all yet. Okay, so they I guess he, besides Apocalypse, is he on there right now at the Marvel one? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's. It's good to know that they're at least keeping up with uh, their current X-Men run. Interesting. Okay. Well, I then mean, Apocalypse. Some yeah, some pages he... are good. Some pages aren't. Hit or miss. 
let's see later on if they actually expand on that heavily enough and if any other externals ever become apocalypse <laughs> external and he's like i'm cool and then they're like we never bring this up again <laughs> um should we define what an external is because i i kind of struggle to differentiate it between i guess an eternal uh, well, no, the Eternals are, like, a different type of, of race entirely. Externals were, like, more of a, a classification of mutants. Of mutants. Like, uh, so like, yeah, like, but they have the same, like, like an extern- like internal are pretty much immortal. Eternals are pretty much immortal. They're like mutant Eternals, pretty much, is what I always got. Yeah. I, I always just thought, yeah, you could say it that way, and that works. I just thought it was their power set made them at such a level and such a... Uh, insurmountable durability that they couldn't they couldn't be brought down by any practical means at all. Like they, there's pretty much no way to kill them except certain magical or unique other counter mutant mutant powers. Like I I can imagine like Omega level mutants could probably defeat externals in toe to toe fights. Hmm. Like I, you don't think like a Jean Grey or like a, a like a Legion. You don't think Legion could kill? I mean, he's killed gods, so <laughs> they had him kill the old gods. I'm sure he could kill like an external. Yeah. See, okay, that doesn't make sense. But especially even in this, or like what we find out in the future of this, like clearly an external could be killed. Yeah. Yeah. See, you're right. That's true. That's true. Which we we touch on. Yeah. Because. That that whole that whole snafu kind of makes it confused. So what what is the what is the merit of this? I I feel like this might be something that doesn't get touched on later, but we'll see. We have the blueprints here. We have the blueprints here. I hope I hope he elaborates more. I hope he actually lays the groundwork for what in like because it's so vague. It's so I don't know. Externals. The concept is just very vague. It could be yeah. elaborated. Will it? I don't know. One thing I do know is Marvel Wiki fandom does not know what they're talking about. <laughs> that's a that's a bold statement to make, Kyle. Damn. <laughs> You're a, come after me. <laughs> I'm just saying, talking stuff like that, that's scary. This is a very like I don't know I don't know if you're stretching the truth or anything there, but I don't know if people agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, it's an interesting concept, the external. I really find that that kind of a nice little little tit, like a, a nod back to the older X Men. Um, I guess you could say uh, sub classifications of mutants and over defining of mutants over the years. This is just kind of like, oh yeah, these things are still a thing. But the the part that kind of surprised me the most is that that. So many people were already Apocalypse's horsemen off the bat, and we didn't even know it. Like, I didn't even think he had any horsemen. And then when they showed us, they were like, well, these are the four horsemen of Apocalypse in this timeline. And I'm like, wait a second. The, they were already his horsemen, and that, that's a thing that's going on. I thought Apocalypse was just kind of like how he is in the current uh, books that are being released now, where he's kind of caught up with the timeline. And, like, he's just kind of there in the background, less, like, an uh, emboating force of, like, look, I got horsemen, and I'm plotting, and this is my game plan. Like, so it was cool to see that he actually did have horsemen. And yeah. then one of them was Zorn. <laughs> and the other one was Wolverine. Zorn and Wolverine. That's a classic. Yeah. That is a classic Apocalypse horseman. 
Like every time oh, Wolverine yeah. shows up, it's like usually like death or war. It's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then we cut to Nimrod. And Nimrod's just, you know, he's hanging out. Um, but essentially they're just talking about um attacking the church. Why attack the church, right? And he says, in the past, they always sought to free the humans in some hope that together they might overcome the inevitability of, well, me. And uh, essentially, he's, he is, um, what is he doing here? He's just, he's, he's, tra- he's trying to find a way to circumvent what the mutants are doing. And he's, at the same time, since he's able to kind of use his intelligence in the same way he uses his reactive technology he's countermeasuring what the mutants are trying to do because he's realizing they have a game plan that's going to essentially line up with a some way to bring him down and he's going to see that weakness and try to overcome it but at this current time the x-men haven't quite made their attentions known so they have a bit of an advantage on nimrod as he's plotting a greater a greater move against the mutants. Right. And then we cut to essentially this, uh, what is it? Rasputin. And essentially they're fighting, they're attacking. And, um, yeah, they, they siege a lot of the, like the techno arc, uh, based, uh, human, hibernization i guess you could say sites of ritual worship <laughs> they kind of just show up and cause what is clearly a distraction uh, <laughs> to anyone who could tell but uh they they show up and they they kind of cause that kind of ruckus to kind of flush out the the sentinel forces which show up in full force like, oh quite yeah well illustrated yeah it's pretty pretty badass and you just see shadow as as you see just like Hunt, bunch of bunch of sentinels and then like shadows of sentinels in the background and it's just like infinite sentinels. Now let's let's talk on that design. Do you do you see like the 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 revenant of the old sentinel like meld perfectly with this this newer build that kind of I don't know if it's Iron Man or what it is, but it has that kind of I I want to say Iron Man feel to it. It looks very Iron Man feel, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it took away anything from previous designs either. You still get yeah. that like classic head for the most part. Yeah. You get shoulder that, build, yeah. Shoulders build, should the light in the center of the chest. Um pretty legit. I dig it. I dig it. I'm digging all the artwork that uh I've been seeing throughout these issues. Yeah, and this Yeah, especially the way they use like the classic styles and designs with the modern artwork interpretation. It's it's really it's not only a nice aesthetic, but it's it's kind of warming to see that almost a nod and appreciation to the the classic content. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Silver and Garcia are doing a great job with the artwork. Um, I don't know their previous work. Um, yeah, I'm not, it doesn't stand out as anyone I've heard of. Yeah, I've I haven't I haven't seen too much of their stuff to be honest. So uh, RB Silva and uh, is the artist and. Uh, Marte Garcia is the color artist. Almost uh, sounds familiar, but I'm I can't to... put my finger on it. Oh. This is this is the research that could have been done, but we chose to just 
not do. But moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> this is too much. You put too many rules on this now. <laughs> too many rules. Dude, I gotta do research? What are you talking about? I gotta, I gotta I do investigate. This for, I do this for joy. It's <laughs> right? not a job. <laughs> trying to get my mutant rocks off over here. <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay. Masturbate in the corner to my mutant desires. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is the only purpose for this. There's nothing beyond that. We can't right? attribute anything important to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but really that was a good that was a good like days of future past moment of just like that unrelenting force of like look at the sentinels, look how many we have, look at how established we are in this timeline. Like, anytime a mutant tries to step out of line, we we completely just remove that from the equation. <laughs> yeah. With gusto. And it's always like, because it's always numbers with them. They're so easy and stupid to beat, like we talked about earlier. They're so dumb. But like, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of them. It's impossible. What is that called? A war, war, of, uh... war of attrition. Yeah, War of Attrition. Um, so it's like just the number, the sheer numbers of them. Um, exactly. They, they can never really beat them with just the amount of firepower and mutants that they have on hand. And that's how they always end up losing. And they do, at this timeline, they're, they're pumping out, like with the Mother Mold, they're putting out more advanced adapting Sentinels. So they're reacting to whatever the mutants can pretty much do. So their amazing, over-the-top, fantastic powers in this timeline don't mean anything because the Sentinels can just deal with it instantly. And we got the stuff about, like, Omega Sentinels, which are really strange even now because I, all every time I think about an Omega Sentinel, I think about that one time that there was an Omega Sentinel that was a part of the X-Men, and it, it always confused me <laughs> during, like, a... I think it was, like, around the time... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Transitioning in from Grant Morrison to like uh, Joss Whedon writing X Men, it was like in that little time frame. Yeah, it was. It was like it was, weird. It was like a Butler like, Sentinel. Yeah, it was, or it was like, wasn't it like some Asian woman and she was like part robot, and then they were just like Omega Sentinel, you're part of the team now. We convinced you to not be a killer. That <laughs> uh, sounds about right. I, I'm so fuzzy on that. We should do like eventually like some classics. Classic arcs go back and like, dude, yeah, let's do the Grant Morrison run and and Joss Whedon. Oh, Joss Whedon's Joss Whedon run, wonderful, cool. yeah, like gifted and all the astonishing X Men stuff. That oh, I would love to get into that. Oh yeah, that'd be great. But um, so yeah, that was all big distraction for essentially what Apocalypse, Wolverine, and Krakow are doing, which is trying to gather information. And they're trying to get, I guess, like this memory f- or this file from these weird glass file things. I don't, I don't get their technology. But um, you don't know about liquid-based data storage? Come on, Kyle. Oh man, I, yeah, I'm not on that level yet. I'm still using circuits. Still using right. metal. Man, get with the times. <laughs> <laughs> You're still using processors. What is that? Silicon-based technology? Nonsense. You're downloading with solids still? Solids? <laughs> what is that about? Foolish. But um, while they're stealing this technology, essentially, Nimrod's alerted to the location. 
And he's all like, oh, I got you. I got you, bitches. And right as Krakoa essentially gets the information, Nimrod just like essentially just decimates everything around him. And pretty badass moment. Wait, before you get to that, did you notice when going through the chapters, I've been, I've been meaning to bring this up to you for the longest time. When looking through on the chapter where they transition, there's that part where they show Apocalypse from like his head or like from his chest up and there's like some arc behind him and there's two points in the animation that come up right in center of his head and make uh-huh. him look like Batman. And I once I saw yes. it, I couldn't stop seeing it. I see it. I see it. <laughs> you, see what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm looking right yeah. at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't unsee that. You're right. right. Wow. <laughs> you think that's intentional? I'm gonna ask I, him. I, I wanna, wanna s- believe. I wanna believe <laughs> I gotta see if like the artist if Silva has has like a Twitter or something. I wanna I gotta ask him. Reach out to him. Tell me. Did you draw Batman on purpose? DC told me I couldn't animate Batman and I showed them. <laughs> yeah, I just I noticed that there's just things like that throughout these issues always make me enjoy what's going on here and just this greater story. It's like there's so much nonsense. But even taking time away to just enjoy the artwork, you're like, well, what's going on? <laughs> That's great. I didn't even notice that. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Because yeah. once you find it, it's there forever. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, things things start to pop off real quick when they cut over to them, like actually dealing with what's going on with Nimrod and him being actually aware of, oh, they, the thing I was trying to prevent, I didn't manage to prevent it as well as I thought. And now I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, fuck. They got my glass crystal shard memory card thing. And he just fucking... It's a pretty badass move. He did like a... a, a it essentially just explodes everything around him. Decimates it. And even like Wolverine is like half naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He little, he's, down to his, he's down to his adamantium. <laughs> yeah, and his, and his arms. Yeah, like half his arms off. And it's it's pretty vicious. Which I always love that about Wolverine when he gets messed up to the point where he's just kind of like Terminator 2 about it. He's just got the half face like growing back and just like, <laughs> that's yeah. classic. That, that, that is one of the best ways to, to use Wolverine in any, any story. It's just like, how much can we punish me? Can we show off in this panel? Yeah. And then essentially uh, Rasputin, right? Is that the... Yeah, yeah uh, Rasputin. The, Mal- the Chimera? The Chimera essentially unleashes... Their um, trump card. Her trump card. And while while she's doing this, essentially, Apocalypse is like, yo, take this crystal shard memory card, Wolverine, and go through this portal. Go through, K- go inside Krakoa. He's like, I'm not going inside Krakoa. Go inside Krakoa. <laughs> 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 Any of that. It's cold and sticky inside and crackle. Yes. <laughs> alone and I haven't grown my arm back yet. Give me a moment, man. <laughs> I do like it when they're like, what is our backup plan? Um, let's pull off Zorn's helmet and just unleash this black hole. Yeah. Just ripped it off. Just Which- straight off, ripped off his helmet and then black hole. So... Another badass moment that didn't make as much sense as I thought it should because I'm like, well, even a small black hole in like a localized area is kind of something crazy. 
<laughs> like the tiniest black hole is still a black hole. How did how did this not go like bottoms up? I don't know. I it, and then they just transition quickly and they're just like and moving on to the fight. yeah. Let's, let's cut away. <laughs> we don't have to explain that at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> so quick. Like, I feel like everyone should be dead. Yeah, I'm just like, well, your trump card is black hole. There's really not much that can beat that, but all right. And then they're like, well, that's just a normal, that was just a normal movement. We just did that to buy time. <laughs> the black hole was for stalling. <laughs> uh, but now we lead up to the uh, the crux of, of my problem with this issue. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, you want to yeah. take us into this? Ooh, okay, so Wolverine goes through, goes inside Crackola to a portal. Essentially, Apocalypse is like, you know what to do with this. And he goes in, and we get to a pretty cool fight with uh, Nimrod and Apocalypse, but it it ends, it ends in a way that I am unsatisfied with, you are unsatisfied with, in that Apocalypse does not come out the victor. Nimrod wins this fight. And oh. man, I do not I do not think this would happen. I don't I don't well I guess he's up against like a bunch of them, right? But okay. even Yes, yes. <sighs> but still, I'm I'm I, I think Apocalypse could have won this situation. And I agree. I 100% agree. And I feel like the black hole situation that went down in front of this was like kind of a bit of a precursor to like, okay, crazy things are popping off, but they're going to get resolved quickly. And you're not going to get too much payoff on these. Because it was a pretty good fight. If the beginning part was just that lead in and the fight we saw, and then they yeah. progressed to something greater because Apocalypse is such a, like a, a momentous force to deal with. They even spent the beginning part of the issue highlighting, oh, he's an external. And I really feel like we got kind of underpaid, or like, I guess underserviced. I wanted more fan service in the sense of Apocalypse just growing big and tossing around. I wanted to see Apocalypse assume a jovial-like form of man, like massive scale and colossal might and just start grabbing the different um nimrods by hand and start chucking them around while like reciting shakespeare like he used to do proper back in the x-men animated series you know that apocalypse that just took no like gruff from anyone and was happy to show you why he was like top of of the uh, mutant food chain and in this it's like we never really got that moment where he 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 punched through one and like it was like okay and then they defeated him pretty fast and just kind of just swept it up really quick and it was underwhelming i really felt like they should have had more fun with this they should have took it to a farther point i i know maybe they were worried about distracting from the over greater over under of the storyline that they're trying to tell the story about and that this was supposed to be more of like a an espionage rogue one style mission of like no one's coming back alive but they did not pay off on the apocalypse fight even though there were a bunch of Nimrod, sure, make him fight like hundreds of Nimrod. Make him fight like an, uh, a giant yeah. amalgamation. Make all the Nimrod I wanna... have, have to fuse together to make a giant Nimrod to defeat 
Apocalypse. Oh, that'd be oh. cool too. I just want to see like a, yes. a Nimrod, or I mean, a an Apocalypse like the size, like up in the stratosphere, that huge, and just you see billions, billions of Nimrods just like overwhelming him. Then I'll be like, okay, okay, that's, that's badass. That's justice right there to Apocalypse because this yeah. was this is just too quick. Yeah, and, and Apocalypse, you Apocalypse you said nothing. Magneto nonsense, but oh yeah, not, yeah. Not Apocalypse, not, not Apocalypse is better than that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Apocalypse says nothing this whole time. Nimrod's the one like doing most of the talking. He's even like, "How sad it must be to know that natural selection has brought you here." And Apocalypse says nothing the whole time, and he just goes out. What what moves does he do? Except I punch. That's why I made the joke last time. It was like he seemed like the Hulk. He was like Apocalypse smash, and then he's that's all he's got. And then they they bested him. It looked like he did like a cool maneuver, and he looked very indomit- like uh, intimidating. But it it didn't it didn't really fall through with anything after that, and just kind of moved on. And I'm like, whoa, that sucks. All right, whatever. Still like it. I enjoy the story. I enjoy where we're going. But damn, like what? There's time. Apocalypse still there. I mean, he's still relevant to a greater story arc. So, you know, aside from this timeline, things are different. But you look at it another way. Apocalypse still has his moment to shine, so I'm I'm gonna hold my my complete jadedness from this this scene for for some time now. I'll let I'll let's see how the story plays out. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 a nicer person than I. <laughs> <laughs> you're already writing an angry like email. Yes. And you're like someone's I'm gonna already... get this. I don't know who, but they'll get it. I'm already doing the change.org petition. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> can we get two more apocalypse panels in, in in powers in powers of X issue three, please? I just want to see him grow to the size of the Earth. That's yes. what he deserves. Have my uh, Patton Oswalt moment in Parks and Rec. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's how we tied the MCU to the Star Wars universe. <laughs> it's the Thanos glow. <laughs> that was great. I love that part. That was the best part of all of Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the extended one of that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. There's one where there's one where they let him just uh, improv just until off, he yeah. runs out of like content and he's out of breath. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think I totally saw that. All right, so moving on, we well, Apocalypse dies, and we cut to. Wolverine meeting up with Moira. And this is where you find out that Mother Akaba was Moira the whole time. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, not so racial she- or not any of the people that they kind of you could easily assume because mm-hmm. of like Days of Future Past stuff or like kind of older storylines with Cable. This was just like, oh, no, it's Moira. And you're like, whoa, that's that's a twist. I like that. Because you wonder where she was. They showed you the storyline in the previous issues, the way they referenced to it. Yep. And they showed her fighting alongside Apocalypse. So you're like, what's going on here? Where is she at? Now we get kind of brought up to speed on this. And she's like, she's in like a weird like stasis, I guess. It's the pod I told you about. Remember? Oh, yeah, so the they, they, they have a pod for Moira where they only the break her out pod. when they need her. <laughs> yes. Put her in the pod. Yeah, well, we got to save her. Gonna keep her fresh <laughs> when we need her. <laughs> now, this is the part that I'm interested in: is the method uh, in which Wolverine gives Moira the crystal USB drive thing. 
and she he just shoves it in her chest essentially through her crystal uh, USB port. I think that's what I that's guess. supposed to be. <laughs> so I'm curious, yeah. is that like does she get like apocalypse powers? Because this is her in her apocalypse cosplay right now. It looks like yeah. the tubes in the back and everything. Yep, yep. Uh, the the weird like blue skin and the dark lips and all that. Yep, she's got the she's apocalypse Moira. So I guess she's like part maybe part synthetic android and part mutant or part celestial android i guess because using the celestial technology is how apocalypse is like ascended to his more advanced mutant form so mm. she's probably got some sort of onboard nano machine that kind of can downgrade the technology i imagine those crystals are probably like since they had that liquid the crystals are just a solidified form of that liquid and what happens is they melt it back down to its nano liquid state and then she just absorbed it maybe through her pores i don't know i'm just i'm just uh free thinking that one <laughs> it's it's still pretty radical but that that's as close as i can walk that one to what i think they did and it goes into her bloodstream and she poops it out in three days three days it'll pass her <laughs> yeah osmosis <laughs> Oh, good times. And then we get that iconic shot. That's like the throwback of like Wolverine has always got to like kill his women the same way. <laughs> always, always. So essentially, uh, Wolverine's just like, I'm I'm sorry. And Moira's like, it's okay. I have what I need. And this is what you need to do. And then you get that shot, that silhouetted shot of Wolverine stabbing a woman. Just like he, like literally the same like. I guess you could say choreographed outline that he did with Jean Grey in the, what was it, the Dark Phoenix uh, Resurrection Saga, where she came back, I think, for the second time or something. I don't remember. Yes. The time Wolverine stabbed her like this. It's pretty much the same. It's the same silhouette. Except when you yeah. think about it, like, that's kind of a painful way to kill someone. You're not going to die right away from, like, a stab to the stomach. Like, you, you might bleed out pretty quick if he hits enough key arteries, but... I don't I don't think that's the quickest way to murder someone. I think it's kind of being a dick right there. <laughs> right? He better like this better she he better like rip like cut up and like rip her like in half or something. Like go to the head or something, like puncture right through her like cerebral cortex or something. Like yeah, just make take it her fast. out. Yeah. Like quick fast and like just boom, done. But instead, instead, he's like, sorry, I got to do it this way. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, it's, <laughs> it's so iconic. Come on. It's my thing. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> it's an iconic, like, murder pose. You're killing me. You're like, I don't know any other way to murk people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, still a fun nod. I'll give him that. It's just, it's fun looking at those things and going like, you know what, Wolverine? You're being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you really cared about him. You would have killed him a different way. But fine, man. Right. You do you. <laughs> you do you, Wolverine. You do you. Uh, and so ends the life, uh, the ninth life of Moira. <laughs> so the, the life of the wife was ended by the Wolverine Nine. <laughs> it was ended by the. <laughs> <laughs> And we end with a quote by Apocalypse 
and should forever end, let me die in battle, surrounded by my fallen enemies with blood on my sword. You didn't have a sword. You didn't have your friends by you. They all went inside Krakoa, or they died by Zorn's black hole, I think. I don't know. They cut away. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you're not going to find out about that. That was as impactful <laughs> as Apocalypse, so... And he didn't have a sword. He could have made a sword. I've seen Apocalypse make a sword out of nothing, out of, like, nanobots, and, and wield it like a badass. He could have done that, but no. Could have made a giant Mega Man-style buster cannon and just vape maybe all the Nimrod right in front of him, but, you know. Punch! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, punch the Apocalypse is like, I'm going to use my strongest attack, my, my right hook. <laughs> Oh man, I I I'm starting to I'm starting to like have a love hate relationship with this this is uh, a treatment of apocalypse. Like I hate it, but I see the uh, the poetic irony in it all. <laughs> right, <laughs> the the tragedy of the under under use of apocalypse. But I don't know. I mean, if you really want to classify something as like a tough situation and you want to use that as a, a way to measure it, then I guess that's fair. Because you could say, like, these aren't just any Nimrod. These are such powerful Nimrod that only, like, four or five of them are needed to completely beat Apocalypse. But right. what are you going to do? I, I'll accept it. I'll accept it for now. For now. Yeah, for now. For now. I won't accept it forever. If this arc ends, like, completely, like, if Hickman run, Hickman's run comes to a close, and I don't get that Apocalypse, like, thrown down at, like, gigantic size moment, I'm going to feel robbed. And then I'll start my, <laughs> my <laughs> petition. <laughs> Your change.org petition. Oh, yeah. It's time. Rewrite it's just time. Apocalypse's role in all of us. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Um, and then, um, so moving on after the quote, we have uh, essentially a chart of uh, the ninth life of Moira. And it shows... Essentially, her timeline. Yeah. More or less. So, year 42, the Apocalypse War begins. Um, year 45, Avengers World defeated. Year 50, Nimrod comes online. And then, uh, essentially, uh, Krakow was destroyed in year 56. And then, okay, so here we go. The first generation of sinister mutants. So I'm assuming these are the chimeras, right? right. No, wait. So, yeah, third generation of sinister chimeras. So, yeah, this is totally harking back to old school sinister here. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is this is all expanding on the already um, given uh, timeline graph from, I believe it was House of, uh, yeah, House of X uh, Part 2. Mm-hmm. That we touched on uh, not too long ago. So this is kind of nice to see that, okay, we do understand what happens at the end of this timeline. And we do get why this timeline is kind of a little more advanced and confusing. Because you're thinking, okay, wait, how is Apocalypse here? How are the humans this far along? This doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the current stuff that's being put forth in the timeline that they're trying to portray it in. And we get that cap off, which is perfect, because then you're like, oh, okay, I see where this timeline fits. Don't know where the, still don't see where the sixth timeline fits, but I see where this fits. Right. <laughs> which is nice. I can live with that. 
Yeah, same here. So uh, that's the ninth life of Moira, more or less. Uh, in a nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. Any uh, standout moments in this issue that you enjoyed? Uh, I Zorn Black Hole Head was cool at first, but completely came, and became right. irrelevant fast. So, uh, I mean, that as that went on, it was not great. But when it happened, it was pretty cool. This and, this is definitely an issue where like I thought it was a badass issue the first read and like the more I read it I'm like wait a minute there's a lot of weights wait a minute yeah. I, I, I have I have some questions I have some questions uh pushes glasses in insert nerd voice uh I'm ready I'm ready to answer all <laughs> of said questions <laughs> about X Men I have so many questions to the editor. Exactly. We've got we've got problems here that need to be addressed in stat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and uh, the Wolverine moment where we had the classic throwback to like Wolverine's battle damage revealing his inner adamantium. Like that, yeah, that was, was probably cool. probably my favorite one of my favorite moments. And the and the Sentinel the 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 remodel or the redesign of this of this timeline Sentinel reveal like that was a cool point too. Yeah. At least a a cool visual aesthetic. The the Wolverine thing that's just that's nice that's that brings out the true X Men fan in me likes that when it sees that it's just like oh that's delightful that is yeah. that is how that character is how it is meant to be written like gritty yes do not do not make Wolverine a school teacher please like put him in these situations <laughs> step exactly. away from that stuff I don't want to see Professor Logan I want to see oh, Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that stuff it was a good issue it did feel f- more fulfilling. Then um, I could say some of the other issues to come, like mm-hmm. uh, for for example, Pike Powers of X, like that one. When we go over that, that's that's going to be one of those the uh, Powers of X issue three. That one's going to be House, or House of, of X, X House of X yeah. issue three. That one's going to be um, a little less fulfilling as you would expect a uh, building block story. But this one, I, I it had so, it had enough payoff. I had enough pay, uh, payoff. Not so much in the Apocalypse realm. But in the House of X story and the Powers of X story, it, it felt good. It felt like a good progression. I agree. I definitely agree with you. And uh, so that will do it for this week, I believe. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing House of X 4 and Powers of X 4. And uh, what happens in those issues? We see, uh, oh, oh, okay. So we see some, we see the fight. We see the, the, the conclusion of the fight on, on, uh, on Orcus, on, on our crazy talking master mold that won't shut up. Yeah. We see the completion of that, which is a pretty, uh, there's a lot of epic moments. So that should yeah. be fun. Um, that's going to be in House of X issue number four, Powers of X. We're going to learn more about Mr. Sinister. And how he plays a role in all of this. So that should be fun. A sinister written in a way that none of you have ever seen before. He's so weird. It's get so, ready for that. It's I don't I don't I don't get it. I'm I'm confused at the choice, but um, it is different. It's different than anything you've seen from Mister Sinister, at least yeah. in tone. Yeah, yes, exactly. Tone is, I mean, is is he's, something he's, different. He's still cloning people. He yeah. he does that thing. He does what he do. Same sinister, new smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that'll do it 
for this week and we will catch you next week on podcast of x catch you next week peace